everybody. Welcome back to Make It Work Pod. I am one of your hosts, Tam, here with my other illustrious host, Kristen Garza. Hello. What are we doing right now? Let's explain to the group. Are we on a break? Well, we took a little break. Okay. We took a couple, I guess it, we're, we haven't been consistent the last couple of weeks. No. We did leave a recent episode, mm-hmm. which was the Edward Innenfold memoir. Go listen to that one. This will be the last, I guess, of this mini season before we take a little break to Vlogmas. So check out our channels. Yes. I feel like if you like us, you could just watch our vlog. It's kind of the same thing. Yes. Get get on board with who we are as people, and then we'll come back to podcast. I feel like it's more personal. It is. Yeah, and this one's more fashion, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I don't know about your Vlogmas, but I already plan on doing like a bunch of fashion stuff through Vlogmas. Ooh, fashion-related Christmas stuff? Yeah. Okay, I, I have a few ideas. Vlogmas starts tomorrow, <laughs> so the pressure is on for me personally. I am not as well-crafted, scheduled, prepared as Christian. This Vlogmas is off the cuff as it was last year, so... Stay tuned. I'm sure there will be <laughs> train wreck like entertainment in some of these walks due to my lack of preparation. Well, I haven't planned anything. I, what one of my first content is like right here. I'm recording my other camera. Like this is a part of the first vlog. <laughs> I should be doing this. Like, is this always be creating always content? Yes, it's the eve on Vlogmas Eve. I am recording here with Christian. I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. Anyways. <laughs> We're here today to discuss the controversy that surrounds the house of Balenciaga. I know. That poor man. I know he's turning, rolling that grave, just confused. Yes, it's unfortunate. So. I don't know. Let's, I guess, dive into it. Yeah, where do we, where do we get started with this? I guess, is this all being pinned on Demna, the creative director of the house? I feel like it's not. I feel like it's being pinned on Balenciaga, the entire brand. Uh, I feel like the easiest out especially because I was talking to somebody who's, I guess, fashion adjacent. She's not like into, she's not always like in the know of fashion, but she's a little aware of things like trends and such. And she even thinks that this is a big deal. And we were talking about this and about like, I guess the easiest out for the brand right now is to replace Demna. I agree. As like... What can what can I call myself? A fashion historian of the time that I've been alive, you know, like from the 90s to now. And I think most people don't understand that like with fashion and movies, and that's why this is such a big deal, in my opinion, is like there's art director, there's a creative director, there are so many hands on set, there are so many planning stages of like even something as maybe small as a shoot, how they're trying to minimize it now. But there was weeks in planning and boards and all of this about how the shoot was going to go. And to say that, oh, it was a mistake or it was an oversight is gross negligence. Like, no, it wasn't. This was intentional. Y'all did it. You thought it would go well and it didn't go well. And because most people don't have an understanding of all of those hands that go into the creative pot, if you will. Yeah, you can just pin it on the photographer, which they tried first and that didn't work. He came out swinging with his response. Maybe we could read it. Good for him. Exactly. And then second is going to be, oh, shit, the the photographer kind of outed us. That didn't work. So, yeah, Dimna, because we can we kind of hide behind the designer always with houses. Like when they put out something racist, when they do something wrong, it's, oh, it's their fault. We got rid of them. You know, the bad guy is gone. And now it's, we're going to clean it all up with who, who, who are they going to pick? Well, uh, Alessandro is available. I don't <laughs> think he could do Balenciaga. Alessandro, 
I would have yeah. argued that where did he come from before he did Gucci? Well, he was at Gucci for like 20 some years. Yeah. Okay. So he's been there for a while. Yep. So what he did with Gucci kind of making it even more um I don't want to say tacky, <laughs> but just out there and more it was eccentric. Eccentric. That's the good word. Eccentric. Yeah. He made it so eccentric that that's kind of become their identity now. And Gucci was, you know, off of the Tom Ford years, a very understated, like luxury, classy, sexy, sexy type of yeah. thing. Maybe he could do that same thing with Balenciaga and make them into like, because them has already started that transition from traditional Balenciaga to like kitsch and trend yes. and. So, and then my research for this, it was kind of not eerie, but you know, so much fashion comes out. I forgot about it. That Dimna hasn't really done anything revolutionary at Balenciaga. He basically took everything he was doing at that mall and just brought it to Balenciaga yes. and switched the type. Like he del- he backspace backspace that mall and put Balenciaga in the computer and was like, print, go ahead, keep it going. <laughs> right. And what really like has helped the Balenciaga brand was the like association with Kanye and now Kim. Mm-hmm. And now that's like up in the air. Oh, yeah. And eventually Kim did release a statement as well. What do you think about that statement? Her statement was so, as a person who like grew up with the Kardashians being on TV, Kim has turned into a whole new person. She is like media savvy, lawyer-ish. You know, she's she's styling herself as a lawyer, but you know, law school. Because she's like a paralegal. Yes. (laughs) Um. And that statement just gave me politician, like middle of the road. I'm just saying something to say it, to get the heat off me, the fake heat, because it's only social media heat. It's not like nothing has happened in Kim's personal life. She still got all the Balenciaga hanging up in the closet. Yeah. She still lives at the mansion. But it was like, oh, I don't want them to direct their, you know, internet outrage towards me. And it's been a couple of days, like she said in the statement. So let me say something. I am disgusted. And then like using her children as pawns as a mother of four. <laughs> I am against violence against children. But like, Kim, are you or are the nannies against violence against children? Like, <laughs> be for real. Why do you always you want to hide behind the cloak of motherhood in these sorts of situations? I don't know about that. And then because of the social media family, they I saw a bunch of reports when I was Googling this earlier that said, oh, Kylie, Kylie posts to distract from Balenciaga drama she posts family like what yeah I guess let's back up and for those who don't aren't aware of like the whole Balenciaga scandal they came out with two different campaigns the first of which what was released was the Adidas campaign collaboration and that didn't receive you know as nothing really came out until the second campaign came out the second campaign featured you know, gifting. And it was photographed by Gabrielle Galimberti. And his whole thing was, uh, he photographs children like in their rooms with, you know, childlike things, things that they would use in their own life. But it would be everything that would be in a child's, you know, atmosphere. So harmless. But then, you know, the whole like controversy started whenever the, uh, I think it's a purse, right? Yes. The little plushy mm-hmm. and it's wearing like people say it's bdm but it could also be like punk it's just like bondage wear and then somebody happened to zoom in back to that original adidas campaign united states versus williams wait examined if laws against the promotion of child pornography were in violation of the first amendment mm-hmm. and someone zoomed in on another picture and i'll just show it to you for context this lady in office and apparently she had a book behind her that was written by michael borman 
And this author specifically writes books or has written books in the past, um, one specifically entitled Fire from the Sun, that features toddlers engaged in playful but mysterious acts with sinister overtones and insinuations of violence. Oh, it doesn't have like images of children in blood or it's just like vague. Yeah. Yeah. Just real, real creepy shit. And then they, people start to do deep dives on like everybody involved at Balenciaga. Like, oh, the stylist is a creep and she has like weird kid stuff and cannibalism related posts on her social media. Demna, not the least creepy person in the room either. So no God, I don't really know. So then there's been a bunch of speculation and conspiracy theorists. Somebody on Instagram, like I think she blew up. What was her name? What was she talking about though? She was connecting the two and she was more so cons- making it into a conspiracy theory and then connecting it with like Illuminati and, you know, all the things. She was more like, fan- not fantasizing, but uh, blowing it into a, like a bigger. Like fan fiction. Yeah, yeah. As a black person, I get so tired of the Illuminati excuse. Like yes. is everything Illuminati. How much power do these people have? And are there no other creepy groups of people? It's just the Illuminati doing everything? Right. We need another group. I don't know. Yes, to blame something on. To blame something on. Like the 1%. We got that group. We got the Illuminati. Who else is out there? There's no creepy sex cult people with a different name? I don't know. Like Jeffrey, the, the cult of Epstein. They're doing all this weird stuff. Them too. Give me somebody else. Haven't it always be the Illuminati? There's also like churches. <laughs> yes. There's churches. <laughs> There was this one like documentary my friend was telling about. I have to watch that documentary, but uh, about this church that essentially is like become so big, but they're a cult. And I guess really that could be said for a lot of churches. I was gonna say all churches are cults, <coughs> but you know you didn't hear that from me. <laughs> Just a humble sinner. <laughs> the, for the okay, so it started really with the teddy bears, right? That's what got people in a, in a tizzy. They didn't like that the children were put in the situation where their toys had that on. But like you, with a a knowledge of fashion, a person that, you know, has sense, has been to a mall in the suburbs, been a hot topic, everything is not sexual or BDSM or whatever. I think that is adult interpretation of it because I doubt if any kid saw that bear with the leather on it, they would have thought, oh, this is the something in regards to sex, it would have just been rock and roll to them. Like a rock and roll teddy bear. So I don't really get... And it, it was just a harness. Like It's not like it had a whip. It's not like it had a ball gag. <laughs> like I don't want to get into what I may or may not know about this subject, but it didn't seem that deep. So they actually ended up coming out. Uh, they apologized twice. And I think both the times they were on, it was on their story. So you know, those disappeared really quick, but they announced that they, you know, they need somebody to blame because this has gotten pretty big. They are suing North Six Incorporated. Incorporated. They're the production company as well as Nicolas de Hardin. 25 mil? Yeah. You don't feel like that's a lot? So much. But it is. I mean, it affected their brand and potentially Demna's out of a job. Mm. Well, I mean, Demna's not going to get no cash out of this suit. It's not a class action. Yeah, right. <laughs> class action. I would get over there too if I was Demna. Like, I'm about to lose my job over this. I'm going to lose my job. And during the holidays, I got a family to feed. You know, people get dramatic. Yes. <laughs> but it, they did they did come out and say that they are not suing either of the photographers. So it's just production companies. 
But still, did the production company plan the shoot? Like, did y'all not okay it? There was nobody from Balenciaga on the premises to say yes or no, or like, doesn't the production company just follow through with your plans? Right. And for where I work, there are so many people who have who see these images before they get published. So there's no way that this bigger corporation could have gotten that far without that many people seeing these images and like what was in them. That's my point. And the props, because, okay, I've worked on music videos. I've directed music videos. All the props got to go through hands, several hands. Like they have to get picked out. We have to decide on what the props are going to be where they're going to be placed, even in places where we've rented a house or we've rented a location, whatever. It's like, oh, there's a funky coffee mug or there's a weird ashtray on the table. We don't want that. Move that out. Oh, I don't like that lamp. Like it goes through checks. Then that's just like on the set people. Then when the camera people come in, the director, the cinematographer, the videographer might be like, oh, that looks weird. Or in the lighting, oh, that book is too shiny or this or that. So the fact that it went through all those people and this stuff was left, it's like gross, gross negligence, or it was intentional from like the creatives that were involved. I'm sure the suits in the legal department could care less and didn't get no hint of this because they would have been all over it. But the creative people set out for this to be the the hidden messaging as a conspiracy theorist call it. Maybe, or, you know, maybe also it kind of like backfired because maybe they were hoping for a little bit of press, even if it was bad um, off of it. And it just like blew up in their face. Well, that was your initial reaction when I sent it to you, like day of. You said it was like um, cheap tactics. Like, yeah, just yeah. Trying to, I, I hate to blame this on the Kardashians, but really, I feel like it's, it's Lady Gaga. The shock value, the shock culture. I'm gonna come out in a dress made of meat. I'm mm-hmm. gonna hatch out of an egg. I'm gonna put bondage on teddy bears. I'm gonna shock these people and get their attention because we are so constantly marketed to and all of that you try to get something to break through the celebrity thing used to be the go-to but that's not really yeah hitting the same no more because it's just celebrities everywhere yeah and ever, especially with social media everybody's a celebrity in their own niche pretty much yeah yeah like even and i wonder if that's a hard thing for brands not to get off topic but okay you're putting out your own brand messaging constantly you're spending all this money on it because that's like a huge arm of your machine that's how you get your money like branding equals sales blah 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 does this affect like when a social media person, like I could buy a Balenciaga outfit and I could rent it, you know, bag, borrow or steal or no, rent the runway, whatever. And I can wear it on my social media, put whatever caption I want, play whatever music I want in the back. And that's essentially an ad for Balenciaga. Though. They didn't approve it, but I'm representing their brand and I'm putting my own spin on it. With all of that going on and how they try to police regular people, I don't understand how you guys let this one slip. Yeah. Because you would have quickly denounced if, like, some rapper had a bunch of Balenciaga on and he was talking about, you know, fuck these hoes, blah, blah, blah. Or there was a girl standing outside of an abortion clinic doing her abortion rap. (laughs) You would have canceled that immediately. You would have took that right now. But you let this slide with the kids and the teddy bear. That don't even make sense. It's interesting because with Demna, I feel like he's used either, whether it be a shock value for, you know, remember the DHL with Vetmont? And yes. then what else they do? The cigarette shoes. Yes. The cigarette lighter heels. Hey, you know, we have whenever they came to Balenciaga, it was an interesting choice. 
And of course, now we have collaborations with like Adidas and Crocs and everybody. But think of all the previous designers for Balenciaga. They've never had to rely on this or celebrity to sell the garments. I agree. Like this wouldn't have happened with, with Cristobal or Nicolas or even Alexander Wang for that brief stint. No, I agree. But I don't know much about Demna outside of the, the, the Vetmont times. And I feel like for a person, he's relatively young too. And I believe he started Vetmont with his brother and his brother is still in charge over at Vetmont. You came out swinging during that time, like the peak social media time where it's like, if you get three hot influencer girls, they don't even got to be famous. If you get three hot influencers in this, the outfit's going to be everywhere and you're going to have viral pictures and it's going to be on people's Tumblr and their vision board, this and that. And you went so far with that, like selling $600, $800 sweatshirts, cigarette lighter heels, DHL, like male cosplay outfits. You probably felt untouchable. And then you get hired by this heritage house. Balenciaga is not a small deal. He's kind of, I don't want to say cheap in the brand, but he's brought it like to high street, as the fashion people would call it. Like you're making track suits and this and that stuff that's basically cheap enough that anybody can wear it and emblazon themselves in the brand Balenciaga. How now do you like take it further, get more attention, get instead of being like, lauded on your merit of fashion and how good the fashion is you've kind of been getting attention off just being everywhere yes and the trends because there's nothing notable about his time here at the house like you put balenciaga on track suits on tights on whatever you could find household objects that full body suit yeah like the the super suit in every color, even your time with Kim Kardashian is probably going to go down in her fashion legacy. as like the most boring time she wore the same outfit every day for five months, six months. And whenever I think of also like a full body suit thing, I remember that awful like couch print, but that was Ricardo Tishi, right? Wasn't that Givenchy? It was, but that was, that was the beginning of her era. Yeah. yeah. So that's a good point about Dimna too. I'm glad you brought that up because I almost forgot. People constantly accuse him of plagiarism, constantly accuse him of stealing other people's ideas and repackaging. And he got off with it at first because he was like, oh, you can't really plagiarize yourself. Like, yeah, sure. Balenciaga looks like that mom because I just left there and that was me and I'm designing here to the point of having the exact same outfits. Like he had some shirt of that mom that said, hello, my name is capitalism. And then when he went to Balenciaga was hello, my name is Demna. Same, same stuff, same tights. Like he had the tights with Vetmont all over, did the same exact thing with Balenciaga. The super suit idea, that's been your hallmark piece. You stole this from Ricardo Tisi and she already wore it then. So even with Kim, you didn't do anything legendary. The croc collaboration is going to be a joke in the future. (laughs) Yes. Like nobody's going to get, oh, those archive Balenciaga crocs. That was crazy. (laughs) Archive. archive the, the Kanye boots just everything from I cannot think of one like lasting thing that will come out of your era it's also interesting because you know with this whole scandal and apparently he was really good friends because remember I guess what first happened to like unravel was of course Kanye and his uh, efforts and uh, mm-hmm. him not doing so well but Hashtag then white lives matter <laughs> No, they don't. Dimna, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to wear that shirt out when you're getting fired. 
Yes. To the gap. <laughs> you can wear it to the gap. But yeah, so like their association, I wonder if they're like, they're both spiraling because, you know, so they were also with the gap and engineered by Balenciaga. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's something there with like, they both use, you know, shock value and they're in omnipresent in the media because of all the crazy things that are going on. As the as the marketing major here on the show, I feel like the business people in the back, they call them the suits. I feel like the suits were watching all of this crazy antics on TV, on social media, everything. And while it was like good for the shareholders and the stock price, it was it was fine. Let the crazies be crazy. You know, the creatives, let them be eccentric. It's eccentric when y'all cool and it's making money. Yeah. But when y'all start pissing people off and we lose the money, you're crazy now and we don't <laughs> like it. And we need to distance ourselves from him immediately. They're mm-hmm. doing too much over there. And Dimna has probably been on thin ice, not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the economy is going down. All of that uh, Trump stimulus money that, um, what was it? You know, the the, the business loans everybody got during the, the era of the EDD. The PPP. Gone. The PPP money. <laughs> How could I forget the PPP summer? One of the best summers of my adulthood, PPP summer. <laughs> That money is gone and dried up. So those sales are probably down also because you kind of switch the clientele of Balenciaga from a older, richer woman to anybody who wanted the sweats to anybody who wanted the Balenciaga triples, the tennis shoes. So you made it into a streetwear version of the brand. And now what? Like you're not going to have really a lot to show for that. Like... How are like you're saying with the new designer? How are we going to just roll all of that back? Are we gonna? Yes, and then so this kind of goes with like Mich- Alessandro's um, exit. Uh, you know Gucci, they've had so many successful quarters, and then you know like the economy is slowing down. Who knows recession? Mm-hmm. You know Gucci has had so much success, and that's pretty much on the back of Michelle and the designs. But of course it was oversaturated and it was a lot of the same. Mm-hmm. I felt like there were documents or there were things saying that, you know, what, what they really need was a shakeup and he wasn't on board with changing the vision of what Gucci was delivering. I, I can see that because mm-hmm. when you've been like fun and hip, he was kind of the Italian version of, um, Jeremy Scott at Machino. He kind of like did his thing of that. So if we have to roll that back, because yeah, the fun money is gone and the people that would wear that like more young, fun, kitsch stuff, they don't have that disposable income anymore. So yeah, you would need to switch this up for like an older, richer, more Bottega aesthetic client. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to do that, then you might not have a place here because we can't sell this stuff no more. We can't sell the $300, $400 Gucci t-shirt that just has Gucci on it with like a cat. What are we going to do? And I feel like that's going to be the excuse for Balenciaga as well. Like, oh, the numbers are declining. The people don't want these these spaceship cartoon tennis shoes no more. Does anybody want those shoes? I mean, people wear them. The, the trend, know. the hype beast people. But now you put yourself in the boat where like, oh, you're wearing Balenciaga. Like, I saw so many people immediately. We're not going to wear Balenciaga. We're boycotting the brand. We're going to. And it's like you already bought the clothes. So you're not really boycotting. You're not going to buy anymore. Yeah. 
So they're going to have to switch it to a group of people that aren't as easily swayed and at least to survive these times because like the Instagram influencer girl, she's not going to wear Balenciaga for a while till the heat dies down. She don't want to be associated with pedophile. Don't you think it's also like so weird that like so far, I feel like I haven't really heard of her Demna's name be called out at all. <laughs> so they've been pointing fingers at everybody else. That's true. I haven't seen a lot of people bring him up outside of just in regards to the house. I haven't seen anybody say, oh, was Demna the person that designed these teddy bear bags? And did he decide to put the you know bondage on them? Or was it his idea to put kids in the chute? Like, I haven't seen any of that. Hmm. And it's odd even for them to have this come out because like you've been going strong off celebrities. Your last celebrity endorsement was like Cardi B in the Field of Flowers with like the, the mini bag. Then you have Kim, I assume, and all of that promo out in the world. And then little kids, like what was that for even? Yeah, do you have a strong arm of like children wear? I feel like you don't. No. So what was the point of that? And if you went through all of this and you're like going, you're messing up your brand identity and, you know, it's going to be bad press to sell some little kid T-shirts and sweatpants with Balenciaga on them. That's crazy. Well, it wasn't even to like the whole idea was like, you know, you know, the photographer is known for, you know, the children with all their toys splayed out in front of them, mm-hmm. things that they would find. But in this time or in this in these images, it was the child. And I guess the plushie that they're holding would be something kind of similar to like what a child would be seen with. But everything that was on that table was just like regular gifting, just like things people would buy for gifts. Yeah. So I Googled it. The only stuff that Balenciaga has for kids is like their Adidas collaboration and just hoodie sweatpants to say Balenciaga. It's not even like a justifiable line for you to have put kids in the advertisement like that. Right. It's so random. Random and like a risk over nothing. Whoever's idea this was, they have to be the person that takes the fall. And maybe they won't admit it who they were at this point because it's too publicized. But whoever was in the meeting like, I got an idea. Let's do kids. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Do kids is probably like the worst like (laughs) phrase for for this. Let's do kids. (laughs) And nobody questioned it. Nobody questioned it. I don't know. So, okay, on, on Demna then, if he gets fired from here, if he's escorted off the premises, you know, with his banker box and belongings, <laughs> where does he go next? He always has Vetmont, you know. Okay. Maybe this will be my last question on that subject. Do you feel that the era of expensive streetwear that Vetmont, when it came out, ushered in, like the $600 sweatsuit, the fear of God and essentials and all of that era, do you feel like that's on its way out? And maybe going back to Vetmont isn't necessarily like viable unless he changed the brand in some significant ways. Yes. I don't know. I feel like, cause I don't, I don't, I don't understand fear of God just because I know all the other brands, what was it? Essentials. Mm-hmm. Um, like all of those like streetwear. Off-White. Yes. Oh, Off-White. Off-White was another one that, you know, like, and also Virgil's stay at Louis Vuitton he was also said to have been plagiarized a lot of people's work Mm -hmm. so yeah I think a lot of the like streetwear brands are just gonna have to either dissolve or figure out somewhere else somewhere else to like deposit their fines I don't know it's just all of it's like a lot of the gap yes 
it's just sweats. Yes. And now I think with the rise of the social media entrepreneur, I feel like that's the only name I can give it. Like individuals that are popular on social media in whatever capacity, like from micro influencer, like a thousand, two thousand followers to 10,000 and beyond. All of those people coming out with merch that's associated with themselves mm-hmm. and their fans kind of wanting to wear that and identify um, as a supporter or what have you. And then with musicians amping up their merch game and stuff. I think it closes and closes and closes the the need of that fancy brand that's going to give you a, a sweatshirt that has that label on it. Because it, especially if it doesn't have like the social clout that you're paying for that it's associated with. Right. And then I feel like a lot of those brands, they did have the clout because we were back in like when Logo Mania was crazy. Mm-hmm. And I can, I feel like we can say that it's dead now. Like who's walking up, who wants to be like a walking advertisement for all these companies? I feel like in certain communities, you know, as a member of the black community from the hood, <laughs> certain communities will always like that. I realized that even in traveling, like you and I recently went to Mexico, Logo Mania, and I don't want to sound classes, is like a poor person thing. Or a, a middle class person thing. You're you're doing it to show or to try to associate yourself. To be associated. Yes, with this luxury thing. Right. But for people that either have exposure, just enjoy fashion for other reasons, or have the money and could buy whatever they want, they tend to not care as much. Right. Because it's like, yeah, why do I care if a, if a poor person or a person on the bus stop can see that these jeans are Balenciaga, for example? Yeah, I got the expensive pants on there, brand you don't even know, you can't afford to know. <laughs> so, yeah, the logo mania. Ooh, maybe that's what we could talk about in our next episode. We're going to talk about classism. Ooh, and fashion. Mm-hmm. As, the, as the TikTok girls call it, quiet luxury. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Like if the economy is going down and young people don't have the same opportunities and the job market and this and that, there's not going to be a lot of space for an expensive sweatsuit, a clout chase sweatsuit. But also, I I don't understand people like whenever, whether it be like a statement piece, but whether in design or also if there's like logos plastered all over whatever, a shoe, a shirt, you're buying that piece. It's very expensive. Why not buy something that's a little bit more universal? You can wear it more often. And it, it won't be like, oh, yeah, you know, Jason's wearing his same old, like, sweater. It has Gucci all over it. I cannot imagine it being like, oh, Christian in his Gucci sweater again. Like, this is his favorite outfit. It's the only expensive thing he has. Oh, you invited Christian to your baby shower. You know he's going to wear his Gucci sweater. Yes. And, and why wouldn't you just then, like, buy a YSL like black velvet blazer you can wear that every year forever and that's all the time me as an outfit Forever. repeater okay um, i believe in repeating the outfit i'm gonna wear it till it rips till something happens it starts peeling i'm wearing it till the wheels fall off oh my gosh i'm getting so many ideas for the next season <laughs> we're gonna talk about wardrobes next season Ooh, wardrobe. follow us follow us yeah uh, the simpler the outfit the simpler the piece the more I'm down with it, like even when I'm thrifting, I'm like, is this going to last? Like I'm more opt to apt to buy a trendy piece if it's cheap. Like if this is a trend item, I need it to be under $30. Like it needs to be cheap, girl, because this trend come and go next week. This is not tight no more. I'm wearing it one time, taking a picture is getting out of here. But like a long black, nice coat, I splurge the money. I got a Dior coat. Like, yeah, I can, I can be buried in this coat. <laughs> I don't care how many times y'all seen it. Yes. It's classic. A, a Burberry trench. Now I'm not gonna be wearing the Burberry check outside, you know, because I'm not Beyonce, I'm not Jay Z, it's not 2000. 
<laughs> but a Burberry trench coat is going to be nice forever till the end of time. Yeah. Timeless. So people, come on, get yourself some Jill Sanders. Do something with your, your money. Oh my gosh. If I had a limited budget, I would do Jill Sander. It's so perfect. I love, is, is Jill Sander part of the Antwerp group or part of the Germany group? Yes. But right. The six. Yeah. And then, but now sh they show in Italy, Milan, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. I love that group. Like, yeah. Top tier. These are our thoughts on Balenciaga. Let us know in the comments or send us an email. What, what are your thoughts? Like, do you think Demna's out? Yes, we should have a poll going. We have polls. If you're watching this on Spotify, I believe. So vote in our poll. And not just in our bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> because we have oh, polls God. beneath on Spotify. So I want you guys to vote. Should Demna be fired? Yes or no? Yes. There you go. Let us know. And on TikTok, what is our TikTok poll going to be? Is this Demna's fault or not? Or whose fault is this? We need it to be salacious. Right? Yeah. Well, that's it for like this season. As Christian was saying, this is the end of our season. It's been great. It's been fun. I've enjoyed talking about fashion with you every week. Yeah, it's been so good. And we can't, I can't wait to see all the things you're going to produce during December for Vlogmas. So follow us there Vlogmas. on YouTube. Follow us and give us some ideas in the comments about what you want to see next season, what you want to talk about. If there are fashion related books, shows, podcasts you want us to comment on, let us know. We're always looking for the new, the fresh, keeping up with the beat of fashion. <laughs> Thanks for watching. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. <laughs>